my friends. Welcome to the Unblocked Podcast. I am your host, Jessica Smarrow. Thank you for tuning in. Come in, come in, gather round as we settle in for a conversation on guilt. Sounds like a good time, right? Um, but I think this actually will be. Uh, today we're going to talk about some of the sources of guilt, why we choose guilt, and how we can break free when guilt isn't serving us. So I'm going to tell you guys something that this you already know this, right? We've all done things that we regret, but some of us ruminate and punish ourselves with guilt unnecessarily. And so I think it'd be helpful if we start this conversation with getting clear on what guilt really is. So based on the definition from our trusty friend, Wikipedia, guilt is a cognitive or emotional experience that occurs when a person believes. Now note the term believes, it may or may not be accurate or factual, but the person believes that they've compromised their own standards of conduct or have violated universal moral standards and bear significant responsibility for that violation. So if we use that definition, guilt comes from compromised standards and or a violation of the collective universal moral compass. So if we feel a little guilt when we do something that's inconsistent with our moral code, that might actually encourage us to have empathy for others or to take corrective action or to improve ourselves. So there's nothing wrong with feeling bad when we think we've done something that we shouldn't have done or something um, that we wish we hadn't done when we like when we weren't operating from our highest selves. And then we might think like, hey, I don't want to do that again. So today I want to take us down these two paths as it relates to guilt. One is the one I was just sort of mentioning, this idea that we've done something that we actually wish we hadn't and we don't want to do it again, and that it does violate our personal and moral standards, and we want to make sure we don't repeat it. The other is when we feel guilty for things that have nothing to do with our morals or our standards of conduct, things like prioritizing our own needs and wants or telling other people no or speaking our truth and so on. So I'm going to start by talking about the guilt that we feel, feel when we actually do something that's inconsistent with who we hold ourselves up to be. And this could be things like cheating, lying, stealing, engaging in physical violence, missing your kid's literally game because you were high or hungover, or fill in the blank here with the things that you wish you could take back, redo, or ensure that you never repeat. And we, here's what happens. We often tell ourselves that we have to stay in the guilt. We have to mentally kick our butts, engaging in this continuous self-flagellation to guarantee that we don't do it again. The problem is, as you're probably well aware, that doesn't work. Like, think about it. When you're feeling guilty, thinking you're a terrible person, unworthy of forgiveness, how do you tend to show up in the world? Typically looks like avoidance hiding, mentally beating yourself up, self-sabotage, buffering with things and activities that numb the feelings of guilt, and distancing yourself from intimacy and connection. All of which probably doesn't help you show up better the next time you're in a similar situation for which you were already feeling guilty. It's a vicious cycle, really. So what's the alternative? I'm glad you asked. First, we have to notice the thoughts that are creating the guilt right? It might sound like I should be a better parent. My kid deserves better. What I did is completely unacceptable. That behavior is not who I really am. It's not who I want to be. There's something wrong with me. I wish I, had, I wish I hadn't done that. I wish I could do it all over again. 
And then when you take an on like an honest inventory of those thoughts and you think like, yeah, I genuinely believe those things. I, I like my reasons for choosing those thoughts. If that's the case, then feel the guilt. Now, if you're rolling your eyes thinking, oh my goodness, more talk about allowing my emotions and feeling my feelings. Here's what I want to offer. Feeling your feelings is the only way through them. Can't go around them. Can't go under them. Gotta go through them. And then you are free. You actually free then at that point, you can choose again. You can choose better. You're no longer imprisoned by the weight of the guilt. That weight will hold you back from standing up and doing better. Self-forgiveness following guilt is the way to better. It's essential in creating in creating and maintaining self-esteem. It's And that's key to creating and maintaining the life and relationships that align with what you actually want and with things that actually you feel good about. Ruminating and replaying the past, trying to make it play out differently, it's not a great use of time since it's physically impossible, right? We cannot change the past as much as we wish sometimes we could. We cannot change the past. But we absolutely can give the past the power to dictate our present moment. We can let that guilt-laden behavior live on today and tomorrow and well into the future if we hold on to and carry it with us. Choosing to deny the guilt and resist it merely ensures that we carry it with us into the future. Or we allow the guilt. We feel it in our bodies. It feels terrible. Let it. If you let it, it is temporary. It will be time limited. Then we get to decide that we will not let our identity or our lives be defined by our lowest moments. We are human. We make mistakes and we can commit to continually doing better. We can allow the feeling of guilt to course through, like, excuse me, to course through us until it releases. And then we get to choose again. We can acknowledge the thing that we don't want to repeat can try on new thoughts that motivate us to live into the version of ourselves that we want to be. And these thoughts might sound like, I'm human. Humans are imperfect. And despite my imperfections, I'm committed to loving and respecting myself so that I can continue to show up in the ways that I am proud of, so that I can continue to be the best version of myself more often, more consistently. I know I am better than those behaviors. I know I can do better. I will not let missteps and mis- mis- mistakes, <laughs> easy for me to say, I will not let missteps and mistakes hijack the rest of my life or the rest of the relationship or the rest of this experience. Try on some thoughts that work for you. Explore what works. And you have to actually try them on like an outfit. Like some of them you might put on and be like, this doesn't really help right? Try on these thoughts that might actually help you move on and show up in the way that you actually want that is aligned with your moral code. Okay, now I want to pivot back to that other path that I was talking about. Those times when we feel guilty for things that aren't really moral violations, right? So things like, I didn't go to the gym this morning. I didn't make a home-cooked meal for my family. I picked up fast food. (laughs) Uh, I might let my kids have too much screen time. I spoke harshly to a coworker. I didn't go to a family gathering. I made a decision that was disappointing to people that I care about. Or I spoke my truth and the person didn't like what I had to say. 
I said no to time with a friend because I wanted to stay home and read or get a massage. And here's the thing. Happiness and success doing life for you is not a moral failing that warrants guilt. Now, I say that fully acknowledging that in some cultures, it's absolutely presented as a moral failing anytime that you put yourself before family or community. But here's the thing. Culture is a social construct created by human minds. Now, please note, I'm certainly not speaking against the idea of interdependence and connection, and I'm not saying that our individual behaviors don't impact others. Quite the opposite. I actually was just talking with a woman the other day about this, and this woman... Um, she's a mother, a wife, a caregiver for aging parents. And there was some guilt creeping in when considering making life changes that would fill her soul, but might decrease her availability to other people in her life. And so we had this conversation that explored what it would be like if more people started making decisions and taking action from a place of self-love, doing things that engage and energize them. Like why on earth should there be guilt for something like that? Imagine an abundance of these self-loving, energized humans running around this planet. We think that saying yes to ourselves and what we want would result in chaos and hedonism. But learning to honor ourselves is one of the ways that we can be of the greatest service to the people we love as well as the collective. So reflect on how it works when we engage in service from a place of guilt right? Usually it results in resentment. And how often is that helpful to anyone, to us or the people we're in serving? Like it usually isn't very helpful. Yet many of, ourself, many of us find ourselves like stuck in guilt between one, like this idea of like, I, I really want to do this thing. And two, I also really want people to approve of me, right? So we get, we get stuck in guilt between really wanting what we want and really wanting approval from other people. We desperately want both. And so we feel guilt when we want to do something that differs from what others expect from us, or perhaps more accurately, what we think they expect from us. And this presents a rich opportunity for growth, for healing, and personal development. If someone criticizes your actions or decisions or straight out tells you that you should do something else, you have some options. Like one, you could fall into a guilt-filled agony session for the next 10 years of your life. That's available to you. Two, you could ask yourself, like, hey, are they saying anything that might actually be helpful? Are they offering information that can support my growth, productivity, success, and so on. Or three, you could say, thank you for your opinion and move on, right? In the therapy world, we say, thank you for sharing, right? It could be that simple, but we have to do the self-coaching and mind management work on the flurry of thoughts and emotions that arise. So this is what um, sometimes a conversation in my head looks like, but maybe this sounds familiar to you. You might be having this conversation between your primitive brain and then your prefrontal, your higher order evolved brain might chime in. So this is what it could sound like. Your primitive brain offers up this thought, if I don't get it right, if I don't do it perfectly, if I don't do what everyone thinks I should do, then people are going to reject me. And your higher order brain might say like, why would that be a problem? primitive comes in um, because I will die, right? And your higher brain's like, uh, is that true? Primitive's like, okay, maybe I won't die, but I'll be really uncomfortable and I'll think a lot of terrible things about myself. 
then your higher order evolved brain's like, okay, well, thinking a lot of terrible things is an elective activity. So we could decide not to do that. And when the discomfort comes up, we could tune into our bodies and notice how it feels. It's heavy. There's a knot in my stomach. There's a weight on my chest. It's difficult to breathe. We can allow that set of sensations and vibrations to course through our bodies. And then we can move on with life that could happen. (laughs) Uh, And if you're laughing, I just would encourage you to be open to that. Like, what if we approached it that way? Because if we want to live a guilt-free life, we cannot let the evaluation from others define us. And here's the thing, then we have to decide how we are going to choose to think about ourselves and talk to ourselves. So spend a day or maybe just a few minutes if that sounds overwhelming, but listen and tune in, pay attention to how you talk to yourself inside your head. Like We were not born with guilt. Guilt is not natural. You can choose to believe the thoughts or you can choose to let them go and decide to hold on to the thoughts that feel true and actually serve you. Thoughts that resonate with the truth of who you are. You get to recreate your internal monologue that embraces your innocence rather than reinforcing your belief in guilt. Remember, this is key. Like you are the only one you'll never lose. Like you are going to be with you forever. So you can look outside yourself for approval or you can provide it for for yourself. So guilt thoughts, they can take many forms. It's my fault. I don't deserve it. I'm a bad person. I've done terrible things. I don't deserve forgiveness. All the silliness. And like I mentioned before, when we were talking about that first path, like if you've actually done something in the past, and the past could be four minutes ago, to be clear, it's it's done. You can't undo it. And if you feel regretful, if you feel guilty and you wish you hadn't done it, or you wish you could do it differently, or you want to do better, Okay, do better next time. Learn from it and take action to ensure the same thing doesn't happen again. Ask yourself, like, what good am I doing myself or anyone with whom I have contact if I am stewing in guilt for past wrongdoings? Probably not much good, right? We really need to lean into a practice of self-kindness, practice of self-compassion, Loving yourself is the foundation for wholeness, health, joy, and freedom. Allow yourself, you can, (laughs) so you don't have to, but you can allow yourself to fall in love with yourself. It's not selfish. It's not self-absorbed. It's not narcissistic. Loving ourselves, in fact, is the most generous, generous thing that we can do for people around us. Right? It helps us show up in much more effective, kind, generous, loving, more aligned ways. Right, So it is a gift to others as much as it's a gift to ourselves. Guilt is something that get, gets baked into us by society, culture, religion. The idea, think of it, the idea of original sin, good versus evil, guilty and innocent. But what if we played around with the idea that we are truly innocent? If you believed in your inherent worth and innocence, guilt would merely be a passing thought. You'd witness it as an old relic of a belief system that no longer serves you. You are not broken. You are not a problem to be solved. You are not a defendant on trial required to demonstrate your innocence. Now, I like to approach life like a game sometimes. So this is what I'm going to offer to you guys. What if we played a game of... Who can go 24 hours without blame, judgment, and guilt? 
of others and of ourselves. It might be tough, but it'll be worth it. So lean into the concepts discussed today and see how the release from guilt might transform your life. And if you find yourself stuck in guilt or you're struggling to move forward, reach out to me at jessicasmile.com to get you on the path to breaking free. Until next time, my friends, stay open, stay free.